0: When Madison Willen caught that pop fly, I just I dropped to the ground. I couldn't believe it. I was tearing up, I was crying, and then I felt all of my teammates around me, and I was just like, I can't believe I just did that. Like this is not real.
1: Welcome to episode two thirty-eight of Alberta Dugout Stories the Podcast. I'm Joe McFarland. We're going to throw a bit of a change-up at you this week. Instead of our WCBL-centric interviews, we have so many different headlines from around the baseball world in our province that we thought we'd tap into a few of those storylines. Before we get there, let's take a look at some of the big stories from the past week, and we'll start in the WCBL, where, as we record this episode, we're heading into the final weekend of the regular season, and playoff positioning is still, believe it or not, up for grabs. In the East, we know Moose Jaw has clinched top spot while Medicine Hat is holding down second, Regina is up on swift current by two and a half games. So there might be some movement there heading into the final weekend while Weyburn has been eliminated in the West. It's all over the map. We do know Okotoks and Sylvan Lake have clinched home field advantage in the first round. But they are tied at the top of the West Division standings. Lethbridge is in third, just three and a half ahead of Fort McMurray, while Brooks has been eliminated. So lots to play for heading into the final few days. League champions are being crowned on a weekly basis around Baseball Alberta and Little League Alberta. Congratulations to all the teams on outstanding performances and all the hosts for putting on great tournaments. We're doing our best to keep tabs on those heading to national and international events. A couple that we know of right now, St. Albert is heading to Little League Softball World Series after winning regionals in Victoria, and the Calgary Premier Blues have qualified for the 16 to 18-year-old Babe Ruth World Series in Missouri. They'll be representing Canada there. If you have tips or want to keep us posted on your team's performances, make sure to tag us on social media, or you can email albertadougoutstories at gmail.com. On to this week's guests, and we'll start things off at the Baseball Canada Women's Open Nationals in Nova Scotia last weekend. Alberta was coming off a fifth place finish last year and with a younger roster, still had high hopes. After a one and two round robin, they outlasted Saskatchewan in the quarters and lost to Quebec in the semis before earning a bronze medal with a 5-4 victory over Nova Scotia. One of the keys was a complete game outing from 16-year-old Sydney Berry of Fort McMurray who says it was a whirlwind experience she will never forget. Sydney, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast.
0: Yes, of course.
1: Sydney Berry, bronze medal winner. How does that sound?
0: Uh, especially in Women's Open, I'm still trying to believe it.
1: It certainly was an action-packed few days for you and Team Alberta. What was that experience like from your perspective?
0: Oh, it was, it was amazing. The close games... A little little scary. Don't think they needed to be that close. But definitely just even being up in a game and then being down and then coming back every single inning and pushing and battling through all the things that happened. It it definitely, I love to be a part of a team that doesn't give up no matter what.
1: Mm. A bit of a roller coaster as well. Some big wins, some tough losses throughout the course of those few days. How were you able to weather the storm as a team?
0: We definitely, like, We'd see somebody, they'd get out, and we'd be like, hey, it's okay. Like, you'll get the next one. Or they'd make an error, and we'd be like, it's fine. Like, you got the next one. And we'd always just be picking each other up, and everybody'd be up in the dugout. I don't think there was ever a game where it was just quiet in our dugout. We were always cheering, always yelling. And definitely after the hard losses, it definitely hit us hard. But right away, we got over that. And we we're like, okay, hey, we have another game to play. We have to be ready to play that. Forget about the last game
1: on a personal level, how do you deal with the ebbs and flows of not just the wins and losses, but even inning to inning? Are you, is that a, a natural thing that you have, or do you have something that kind of allows you to get back to that, that middle ground, that, that neutral position to make you put the game face on?
0: Yeah, I definitely, if I mess up on something, I'll take a step back, I'll take a deep breath, and I forget about what happened, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better on the next one, and I forget about what just happened before. Mm-hmm.
1: They say that baseball is a game of uh, game of failure, right? So you got to oh. pick yourself back up. So, uh, how crazy was that quarterfinal against Saskatchewan? I think it was thirteen twelve. The final kind of felt like whoever hit last might actually win that one. What was it like in your dugout?
0: Oh, it was it was crazy. We were like, we're gonna win this game. We knew even when we were down, we're like, we have this game. We are going to win it. We, all, we were always battling. We were like, okay, we're down, whatever. We're going to come back next inning, and we're going to hit, and we're going to get more runs. And then when we go back in the field, we're going to play great defense, and that's what we did. Mm-hmm.
1: Sunday morning, you lose to Quebec, meaning you're playing Nova Scotia for bronze. Tell us about that conversation you have with your coach about getting the start <laughs> in that medal game.
0: Uh, I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. He, he knew that I was a pitcher, and I was like, hey, there's other girls that can pitch. And when he came up to me after the Quebec game, he was like, oh, you're starting. And I was like, I'm what? And he's like, oh, yeah, you're starting. And I was like, oh, okay. So I, <laughs> I brought my emotions back of the stress that was just put on me, and I was like, hey, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to do my best. And if it's a bad outcome, all I know is I did my best. If it's a good outcome...
1: Probably going to start crying. How challenging is that to go from, okay, we just lost a a big game here to, okay, let's get going and win this one, especially in a medal game?
0: So, uh,. We knew that we wanted to be in a medal game no matter what, which every team does. We didn't really expect it. So once we had the chance to compete for a medal, we knew that we were putting 110% into every single at-bat, every single ball that was hit to us, everything. Even though after a tough loss, we were like, okay, we probably could have won that. We were like, now we're going to go win this game, and we're going to come back with a medal.
1: As a pitcher, you're kind of in control of things. So did you go in with a specific mindset in that game or talk us through trying to mentally get yourself prepared to face a team that you didn't face in the round, Robin?
0: So, I don't pitch a lot in my regular season. So definitely starting in a medal game was super stressful for me. But all I knew was that I needed to go up on the mound and throw strikes. And if they hit off me, That's what they're supposed to do. And I know I'm doing my job by throwing strikes. So all I knew is I need to throw strikes and get them to hit and I have my fielders behind me and they'll help me out with their plays. Mm -hmm.
1: And as it turns out, you turned in a pretty big effort there. You complete (laughs) game, 5-4 victory. You mentioned it in our messages and I wanted to put it in podcast form. Uh, It was your first complete game. So what was that like?
0: Uh, (laughs) I couldn't believe it. As soon as the last out, Happened when Madison Willing caught that pop fly. I just, I dropped to the ground. I couldn't believe it. I was tearing up. I was crying, and then I felt all of my teammates around me, and I was just like, I can't believe I just did that. Like this is not real.
1: Mm-hmm. In between innings, was there ever a moment where you're looking at your coach going? Are you sure you want me back out there or were you looking out at the bullpen going is anyone going to be getting up at any given point or is this all on me like walk us through your mindset between innings as you're as you're continually being told hey yeah go back out there
0: <laughs> Well when when I saw that it was still like a pretty close game I was like hey I'm actually doing really well like I'm ready I knew that I didn't want to be taken out at all I was like you better not take me out cuz I'm ready to pitch this whole game and help us win
1: you mentioned it, that last at-bat. You you get the pop-up to short. Walk us through that moment. And knowing that you've got Madison Willen behind you, short, and she's calling for it. It looked like, from video perspective anyways, it looked like quite the moment for yourself, for her, for everyone on that team.
0: Yes, as soon as the ball was hit up, you can see me jumping up and down on the mound, calling it up, up, up. And I could hear nobody calling it, so panic started to set in. But... <laughs> As soon as I heard Madison call it, I was like, we just won. I dropped and everybody was around me and I was like, oh my goodness.
1: Was there a moment in there where you went, maybe I got to go back and catch this thing?
0: (laughs) Definitely. I heard no one calling it. and I was like, oh no,
1: oh no, oh no. Oh, fantastic. Obviously, the benefit of 2020 hindsight now, a few days to catch your breath a bit, maybe catch a few winks. What did it mean to you to represent Alberta and come away with a medal? it was it was definitely amazing I've, I've represented alberta
0: before but it's been in my age group so representing alberta in the women's open when there's girls like double my age playing and knowing that we came back with a bronze medal is is unbelievable it's crazy to think about being a 16 year old girl playing at women's open playing against girls that are on team canada or have been on team canada and being a part of your province that comes back with a medal
1: Mm -hmm. you mentioned the the age difference between some of the veterans and yourself being 16 during that i know it's a short amount of time but did you get a chance to speak with some of those veterans and and pick their brains a little bit and become a bit of a sponge in terms of sort of learning what's next and and figure out sort of what you got to do to to take it to that next level
0: uh i didn't really get to talk about talk with the other vets on different teams but i got to talk with caitlin ross and madison Willen on my team and just them like i would be playing third base where i'd never play and having maddie on shortstop she'd be like hey you need to do this you need to do this just letting me know what i need to do and when caitlin was catching me she'd be like hey like you're doing great you're doing great and just them having to like like telling me that i'm doing good or like just helping me play a position that i've never played before definitely helped me know that okay They're telling me this, so now I need to do this, and then I know that I'm doing it right.
1: Were you able, at the same time, were you able to have conversations, whether it be with your own coaches or with others, after the fact and talk about your performance and things that you might want to work on as you look forward to next year?
0: Uh, I definitely talked with my coach, Jeff Hall, and he he kept telling me, like, oh, you have a really good shot at Team Canada. You have a really good shot. And he just told me that if you... Uh, how did he word it? He said, if you kind of, if you pick up your bats and you start hitting consistent, then you have an amazing shot at Team Canada. So just having him tell me that, know that, okay, over winter I'm working on my bats.
1: Mm -hmm. How excited are you for the future and that potential of one day wearing the Maple Leaf?
0: I'm so excited. If, If it ever happens, it will be a dream come true, and I will be speechless. I will Not if I get, if someone asks me, oh, how does it feel? I will not be able to say anything. I will be shocked and stunned. Mm
1: -hmm. When did that dream begin for you? I mean, it's easy in in Alberta, especially when you don't, you only have about four or five months worth of decent baseball weather. Hockey's always the first thought. When did it start for you for baseball?
0: Uh, When I was about three or four years old, my parents put me in our softball program that we had. And then... I got put into baseball a few years later, so I was around six or seven. So since I was six to playing now, around the age of 10, 11, I started BK be, baseball is my sport, and I want to play this for as long as I can. And I started to watch the girls on Team Canada, and I'm like, wow, I want to be there one day playing for Team Canada.
1: Did you have any idols watching those teams growing up?
0: Uh Definitely. Recently, it was Allie Schroeder. I actually got to talk with her a bunch, and she's just such a role mo- big role model in my life, and I look up to her so much, especially since she's playing college baseball, which is crazy for me to think about. So definitely her being able to play college, soft- college baseball with the boys and then going to play Team Canada is crazy.
1: Mm-hmm. Speaking of... Do you have any goals or aspirations baseball-wise, say, after high school, in terms of what you want to want to be able to accomplish?
0: Definitely the big one for everyone is Team Canada. And maybe going to play softball in college, if that's a thing, maybe baseball. But definitely Team Canada is on top of my list. Mm-hmm.
1: In the here and now, what's next for you as you uh, figure out the rest of this summer?
0: I have to play in... On August 17th through 20th, my boys' team is hosting 18 U Nationals. So I have 18 U Nationals in Fort McMurray with my boys' team. And then right after that weekend, I'm going to play in the Rawlings Cup for 16 U.
1: Very cool. So no no shortage of stuff. And obviously a, a little bit of shameless self-promotion for your hometown team. Never a bad thing. Fantastic it, stuff, Sydney. Uh, final question for you. It's one we ask everyone. What does the game of baseball mean to you?
0: Oh, it's it's my life. I Every summer I'm playing it, I'm watching it, I, it's a part of me. If I didn't have baseball, I wouldn't be who I am today. It means so much to me. I met a bunch of my friends playing baseball, I've met so many amazing coaches, and I'm going to have lifetime friends from baseball forever.
1: Fantastic stuff. Again, Sydney, congratulations on the bronze medal. Congratulations on all the success you've had at this point. Continued success going forward with not only this coming tournament, but obviously years to come as well. Looking forward to watching your journey. And thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast.
0: Thank you so much.
1: Next up is Parkland Twins head coach Zach Yuzda, who helmed the squad that won an exciting Baseball Alberta Elite League Championship last weekend. The Twins went 18, 11, and 7 during the regular season, good enough for second behind the Red Deer Carstar Braves. After an exciting provincial playdown tournament, they emerged for a final against the Calgary Bisons, where they took home the 3 2 nail biter and a berth in the national championships in a couple of weeks in Fort McMurray. Zach, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast. No worries. Thanks for having me. The Parkland Twins are Baseball Alberta Elite League champions. Has that settled in yet?
2: Not really. Actually, it's been uh, it's been a couple of crazy few days, but uh, we're starting to settle in and getting really excited about the the upcoming weekend. And yeah, you know, it's been it's been uh, a world of emotions, I should
1: say. I can only imagine. It has been a whirlwind few weeks for the team, going through league play, then playoffs. What's it been like from a coach's perspective?
2: Yeah, you know what if I had to be honest, this might've been the the toughest year and probably the best year I've ever had. So this is about my seventh year coaching now. And, um, yeah, we had, we had all the talent in the world this year. We, we kind of struggled with, um, yeah, uh, emotional, mental side of the game for a long time. But, uh, you know, we told our boys to stick it out, played in a couple tournaments, didn't go our way. Um, told them, you know, these, this isn't the tournament we're hoping for. And, uh, I think, you know, having those hard times early in the season kind of pushed ourselves to be ready for the time that uh, came when Provincials came around.
1: Mm. Heading into the year, did you know that you had a championship-caliber team on your hands?
2: I did. We, I mean, we showed up to tryouts with, I think, 80 kids. Um, So it was probably, I think it was the biggest year Parkland's ever had for for a team, and there were some very, very hard decisions to make. And, um, you know what, I think when it came down to it, all the boys – that made the team they all stepped up and by the end of the year they all played for each other and it it ended up working out in our way
1: I saw a post from Shane Dawson about how hard the kids had worked over the course of the year and and over the course of the last few years it sounds like a lot of those kids were kind of familiar with one another so you you went in with a little bit of an expectation didn't you
2: yes exactly I mean a lot of the kids were returning from last year and no the year didn't go great last year they had a lot of expectations that were super high and uh I think there was a bit of a letdown at the end of the year for them. So a lot of them came back this year with a little more determination to get the job done this year, and it was it was amazing to see.
1: You mentioned that there were some trials and tribulations on the mental side of the game early on. When did it turn for you, though, where you went, maybe this team has that chance to turn things around and, and do something special?
2: Yeah, so it was actually middle of the year. We, we had a, uh, let's just say, a tough series against a team that we felt like we... We were definitely better then. And we kind of sat down after that and said, we know we need to bear down. And this team was too good to just be mediocre this year. And um, I feel like every year this team always sets a high standard for themselves. And finally this year they decided to buy in and, and actually kind of play as a team rather than just as a bunch of individuals. And yeah, you know what? Came down to the last weekend and everything just kind of fell into place for us.
1: Finishing second in the league behind Red Deer, heading into the playoffs. Did you go in thinking that there's maybe a bit of an m- underdog mentality that way at all?
2: I do think so, actually. We all, we only played them twice, and they uh, kind of ran us over this year. And, um, you know, with all the smoke uh, outs and the rain outs, we mm-hmm. kind of got screwed by not ha- not playing them. But it, I honestly kind of felt like maybe it helped us. so They didn't see as many of our solid arms. So we felt like we were looking pretty good still going into provincials but you know provincials always always plays a different game and it never goes exactly as the coaches plan but it uh even with some of the issues we had throughout the weekend we found a way to to uh buy into everything and yeah it
1: ended up working out Mm -hmm. you go three and one in the round robin you face st albert in the semis come out with a big 10-2 victory what are you saying to the team heading into that final
2: uh just keep doing what you're doing i i told them right after that game that this this was their their weekend and I felt like Sunday, or sorry, I guess it was Monday. Um, Monday, we came out firing against St. Albert against, I guess, the team that won last year. Mm -hmm. And um, I felt like after putting up a bunch of runs against a team that knows how to win, our boys just kind of felt like it was their year. They, I mean, they came out, it was pretty close for a while against St. Albert. And then they kind of realized that it was their time to take advantage and did a great job.
1: That last game's a nail biter right to the end. Three two heading into the seventh. Keegan McNeil gets that final out. Give us your memories of the ensuing dog pile and the celebration.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that game we we had to pull out a couple of different arms. We we struggled to start off throwing strikes at the beginning, and then uh, you know, uh, Braden Volk said, did a great job for us. Came in for five and a third, and you know, our big Keegan McNeil comes in and just fires bullets down the middle for us to to finish it off. I still kind of hard to put into words what we were feeling right in that moment but it was almost like we couldn't believe what just happened we knew that the team was obviously capable of greater than we thought or than we were expecting there but it just as soon as it hit it was kind of more of a wow moment and yeah i I feel like not only the coaching staff but the kids were um in kind of shock about what just happened Mm
1: -hmm. I know this is like picking favorite children, but any performances or players that when you think back on it, I mean, hindsight's 2020 20, really helped you uh, help this team become champions.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, um, it all kind of started with our, our shortstop Caden Barron. He, uh, he really led the team on both both sides of the field. He, uh, and then he also picked up a good leadership role for us, which we really, really needed. And then, um, right in the middle of the year, we kind of got our, a few of our Vauxhall guys back. So, I mean Keegan coming out of the bullpen, being our closer, guy who throws pretty hard, to be able to close out games for us as well as, I mean Carson Boyko, center fielder for us. He he really held the glue out there for us, and I mean those three guys had a huge impact for for what happened the rest of the way.
1: How proud are you of this squad?
2: Very proud. <laughs> I, I I it's hard to put any more than just that into words right now, but I mean they they grinded so hard. I. I would, le- I would say that we were probably the hardest, more, most determined team going into that tournament. And I just felt like um, we weren't going to let the, any other team take that away from
1: us. Obviously, the work's not done yet. You got Nationals still in front of you in Fort McMurray in a couple of weeks here. What's the message in the room heading into that as far as you know, trying not to rest on your laurels and, and not be content with uh, winning league championship?
2: Yeah, so I mean, I told them that the two biggest tournaments we're always going to end up being at the end of the year. And, um, you know, I think we're coming off a huge high right now. The biggest thing for me right now is just let the boys have fun. Um, it's, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for a lot of them to be able to go play, um, represent their province. Um, and you know, when a provincial championship, it doesn't come around very often. So, um, just enjoying the moment, letting them go out there, soak it in and then just keep playing our, our brand of baseball. And, and, uh, I feel like we're, we're going to be in good shape.
1: From a preparation perspective, I'm always curious about these kinds of tournaments when you don't get to face any of these teams before you actually get into it. How do you prepare for something like that as a coach trying to tell your players, here's what you got to do to uh, to be successful?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I just told them, you know, what we've been doing, we've played some really, really good teams throughout the year. We went down to a, a tournament in States as well as one in Langley. So we faced some of these good arms and and good squads and i feel like our team actually puts up better better at bats against stronger arms so i feel like we're i think we're ready we're in a good spot right now um just you know if practice is going on for the next week and a half we're just we're just trying to fine-tune everything got a few uh pickups from other places that haven't played with a lot of the boys we're just trying to get them kind of accustomed to what we do and uh yeah no i think it's going to be a great weekend.
1: Does it help that you're almost the home team? I mean, it's still your home province. It's Fort McMurray. You'll probably have a strong cheering section. Does that help you in the grand scheme of things?
2: I believe so. Um, you know, we had we had amazing support throughout the weekend, even in Red Deer. A lot of uh, grandparents and even former players came out and watched, which is great. And we're still hearing a lot of them saying that they're going to come make the trek down to Fort Mac for us. So we we have a good following with us and. Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to help us having that type of energy around us, especially because we're a team that likes to feed off of that.
1: You mentioned the support system and, and you mentioned also, you know, the number of kids who even showed up to try out for this team and for other teams. And, and you hear about how Parkland's baseball scene is is booming. What's it like from a, uh, from one of the, the coaches perspectives to see that? And what are you noticing about the baseball community around Parkland? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's grown
2: so much. I mean, back from when I played, I didn't play in, in part-time, but I, I played in the same league, and it's just grown so much over the past couple of years, um, which is great to see that uh, kids aren't just sticking to one sport and just playing either hockey or just playing baseball or whatever. They're actually going out, and they're, they're getting to play multiple sports and learn different kinds of uh, um, athletic abilities. And, you know, this year we had a lot of kids come in and, and um, were unsure about playing baseball past this but throughout this season we've had a lot of kids now showing more interest in college baseball and i think that it it stems from the top of parkland it's not it's not just the players it's not just the coaches it's it's all the way up it's from i mean the president the the gm just for like having letting kids have fun and um i feel like that's what parkland has been doing a really good job of is is making the game fun again and not making it just so much about winning but making it about you know, growing relationships and growing up as a, as a person, not just a ball player. I think that's been a really good thing for this program. And I feel like it's going to continue to grow.
1: You've had a hand in it. You grew up in the system. What's it mean to you to be able to, uh, to give back to the baseball community in your home province?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've played my fair share of games on these fields and you know it feels even better almost to to be a coach and, and watch the boys be able to have that moment. Um, I mean, just to see the raw emotion just come out of them after that game was just unbelievable. Um, you know, they they weren't a team that came into the into the weekend expecting to win. They were they were wanting it, and I felt like that was when it comes down to provincials, it comes down to the team that wants it more. And I felt like because it's grown so much in Parklands um, Association with, with the players and the development and stuff, I feel like the kids really wanted to be there this weekend, and it really showed throughout. Every single game we played, and I think that's one of the major reasons why we were so successful this weekend.
1: Very cool. Final question for you here, Zach. It's the one we ask everyone. What does game of baseball mean to you?
2: Well, it's it's my life. I've I mean I've been playing baseball since I was young, young, and being able to continue it and teach the next uh, generation and uh, make the game fun and keep them going is is the best thing. The biggest thing I told my boys is that. All the guys who are leaving, I want to hear. I want to know about all their successes moving on in college baseball, and I want to, I want to be able to be a part of their journey throughout the rest of their career.
1: Fantastic stuff. Well, Zach, congratulations on the Baseball Alberta Elite League Championship. Best of luck going into Fort McMurray with the Nationals and continued success even beyond that. Thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast.
2: Thank you so much. You have a good one.
1: And finally, the Red Deer Riggers will be hosting the Baseball Canada Senior Men's National Championship August 24th to 27th. Featuring a solid mix of veterans and young up-and-comers, the Riggers are also in the midst of the Sunburst League playoffs. Now, as we record this episode, they've split the first two games of their series with the Calgary Rockies. The winner will be taking on the Sherwood Park Athletics in the league final. We caught up with Riggers veteran and organizing committee co-chair Jarrett Chatwood. Jarrett, thanks so much for joining us here on the podcast absolutely thanks for having me very exciting time obviously in the red deer region as you get ready for nationals but some business to take care of first and foremost and that is winning a league championship talk about trying to uh take home a championship here and enter the nationals through the front door versus doing it the back way
3: yeah for sure it's always uh the goal to win a win for win the province and to represent alberta uh and be kind of the top seed going in uh Unfortunately, that didn't happen for us last year, but we were lucky enough to be the host, so we had the automatic bid in. Um, but yeah, we're trying to get uh, Nationals in 2024, so yeah, we got a, a little bit of a steep road ahead of us, but we're off to a pretty good start.
1: Talk about the keys to the success this season. You're a nationally ranked team. You're a team that a lot of people uh, have had their eyes on for a while now.
3: Yeah, it's been a pretty good season. Um, kind of rough to start, kind of bounced back and forth, had some pretty good uh, games right off, the, right off the get-go, but we found our stride and we're we're uh, playing really good ball right now.
1: Fantastic. Uh, a good mix of young and old on this roster. Talk about some of the, the key playmakers that you guys have been able to, to lean on through the course of this season.
3: Yeah, we have our, our staples that have been there for a while. So, like, Josh Edwards has kind of been our ace the last few years. Um we got Jason Lewis and some veteran guys like Davenville Branson and Dustin Northcott, um, that have been around the league for a long time. Uh, and then we've got a good influx of young guys, um, a bunch of, uh, college kids. Uh, my younger brother Anthony's playing with us this year. Uh, Cole Huber, Owen Harriet, um, and some, some guys like Jaden Lamoth is a new, new face we added, Um um, so, yeah, we got a, we got a really talented squad with a lot of local guys, and uh, we've, been, uh, we've been doing
1: really good. Talk a little bit about that, being able to bring some of those younger guys in. You mentioned your brother, you mentioned you know, the Anthony Hubers, uh, the guys that um, may or may not have decided, hey, we could go the WCBL route, but decided to stay closer to home and, and contribute to a program that has had some really good success lately.
3: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been really good for baseball in uh, Central Alberta with the Gulls coming in, and we've had uh, a lot of good kickback from them guys just finishing their their careers. Like this year, we had um, Zach Olson, who's a former Gull, uh, Cooper Jones, who, who played with them for a while. Um, so he's been with us for most of the year, and unfortunately, he had to had to leave for work reasons. Um, but we've been had a really good relationship with them, and it it helps um, having my brother as the coach, so we can talk back and forth about um you know especially some of the younger
1: guys that might not
3: be quite ready to compete there every day but they still need their college innings and and
1: uh we're pretty good pretty good place to kind of bounce back and forth this been an interesting year for the Riggers and for the sunburst as a whole given the fact that you added a couple of calgary teams as well what did that bring to the dynamic of the league and adding to the exposure that the the league is, is so well deserved
3: I think it's been great. It's uh, it's great to see new faces and new arms in the league, and just new teams, and uh, just to go to just to go to Calgary, you know, a couple times instead of always hitting the road north to Edmonton, um, and just the diversity that it's had. I feel like it's made um, all of our games way more competitive because um, there's there's seven teams in the league this year, and only four get to go to playoffs, so it's a little bit more. Uh, you got to go get every game, and um, it's, so it's a lot more meaningful baseball the whole season, which has been nice.
1: How cool has it been as well to maybe face some some—I'll st- call it stiffer competition—but some guys, some teams that um, have added to that competitive edge. And how cool has it been to be able to stay on top of the game, given the fact that you've got all these extra teams in in the fold.
3: Oh, it's been great. The competition has just been uh, unbelievable this year. Uh, we face. National quality arms every game, um, and then the the, the the hitters have been really tough for our pitchers. So it's been it's been really good for us to develop this year. And I think um, as a league, um, both Calgary and Edmonton, and then us in Central Alberta, it's it's showing really good for our province and kind of how baseball is growing.
1: Let's talk a little about the trials and tribulations of hosting a national championship here. I mean, it was a long time coming, given pandemic and everything else that was going on. Walk us through um, what it's been like over the last little while here, trying to get ready to bring the country to Red Deer.
3: Yeah, it's been a a challenge for sure, uh, but a good challenge. We've had a lot of people step up, and the community's been pretty responsive to what we're trying to do. Um, And just the trying to put together the quality of a tournament that we want um it it, i believe it hasn't been held in alberta in like over 20 years um and then red deer for sure i think it's been i think red deer hosted in like 97 so it's been it's been quite a long time so we're looking looking to put together a pretty good tournament so uh people can understand what's uh Central Alberta and Red Gears all about, and then plus the province as a
1: whole. Were you trying to model this after games that you've been to in the past, or was this something where you wanted to not necessarily reinvent the wheel, but put your own personal spin on on hosting a tournament like this?
3: Yeah, I think when you uh, have been to a lot of these, as the Riggers have in the years past, you kind of pick up um, good and bad from each event and what what they've done, and you try to try to take all the good stuff and leave the bad stuff out of it, obviously. And, and we've done a pretty good job, but um, yeah, we're trying to put a little bit of uh, our own spin on it. We're, we're fortunate enough that uh, we have two very quality fields um, right next to each other, um, which isn't the case for a lot of the cities we've played at. Um, so it's nice that teams will be able to come in and you'll be at either diamond one or diamond two, and they're in the same uh, facility. So, that's that's kind of been one of our key features that we're trying trying to promote um, just to get as many of the local fans there and see as much good baseball without having to drive from different city to city to see it I think that's one of the one of the key pieces we've done and then we've we've added a couple uh, local just a couple local things that we're incorporating that that comes in the form of some of the food that're we getting there and some of the craft beer that we're gonna have available just trying to really Really promote Red Deer Central
1: Alberta as a whole. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Red Deer and Central Alberta as a whole, you mentioned it with Jason over with the Gulls and you handling duties with the Riggers. I mean, there's a real special air about what's going on in baseball in Central Alberta. You talk to Baseball Alberta, and, and that area is probably the fastest growing baseball area in this province. What's making that community and, and that area so special in your eyes?
3: I think there's a lot of things that are contributing to it. Uh, red, your minor baseball has done a pretty good job of growing that community. Um, we've started the, uh, Falcons Academy, um, that my brother runs the high school and then I run the junior high program. Um, and so that's been a really big draw. We're seeing a lot of a lot of that starting to pay off. Whereas like kids, kids are starting to get scholarships out of the program now. And then with the Gulls coming into town, that being a, a pretty key and big event for people to go to. Um, I think they're seeing baseball in kind of a different light. Like we've always had our fans, our local our local people that love the riggers, um, and we've had a really good following throughout the years. But I think it's even growing now now that the gulls are in town and they and people can see kind of what what the atmosphere's like and how, how quality of baseball that both they put together and that we put out. Um so I think just with the quality of baseball and how successful both programs have been, along with the minor baseball program and the Gulls and, and a, a bunch of other places happening in Central Alberta, it's, uh, it's growing and it's it's in a really positive direction right now.
1: Last time I had Jason on the podcast, I asked him this question. I want to ask you the same is, What's it mean to you to be able to give back to the Central Alberta baseball community as you and, and he have been able to do? Because that's that's something that's obviously near and dear to the family's heart. But for you personally, what's that meant to you to, to see these young athletes uh, grow up and aspire to be you know, bigger and better and, and, than the, the previous generation?
3: Yeah, it's it's awesome. I mean, the, the baseball community in Red Deer has given uh, myself and my family so much Um you know, whether it's scholarships or the opportunity to travel the country, um, you know, get my education, um, play in national level tournaments. Uh, it's been, it's been pretty amazing to have that and just to be able to pass a little bit of that knowledge, um, to other, other athletes and people around, just like letting them know the opportunities that are out there. Um, it, it's great and to be able to play with some of these younger guys um is is pretty special like i got to play with my older brother jace for years um whether that be minor baseball uh and then and then we played against each other uh in the wimble and now the wcbl um and then now i get to play with my youngest brother anthony who's 11 years younger than i am so it's pretty it's pretty fun to be able to do that and to see all the quality of people around um yeah it's been really special
1: how excited are you to bring the national stage to your own backyard and red deer?
3: I'm really excited. It's something we've been trying to do for a long time. And, uh, we try to explain it to, to the younger kids around and all the people around just how cool it is and how, how, um, awesome the baseball is and how like competitive and, and legit you'll see some of these guys, how good they are. And to be able to showcase that is, uh, is really something that I think is going to be awesome and it's going to, um, I hope even propel some of the young, younger kids to just, um, view our league and senior baseball in a, in a different lens. You know, it's not just a bunch of old guys getting together. It's, it's pretty good and there's a lot of, really legitimate talent and i'm i'm just really excited to see everyone come here from from all over the country and uh try to compete for the title
1: we are certainly excited as well to see you do what uh, you guys do best uh, really appreciate it jared one final question before we let you go what does the game of baseball mean to you
3: oh that's that's a good question it's um it's it's kind of a lifestyle you know it's just uh people always the, i love the quote I believe from Bull Durham where he says they go going to the church of baseball and I I believe that too it's just one of those places and it's a game that is a lifelong activity whether it's competing minor baseball or in the major league level or the collegiate level but even going and hanging around with your buddies in the backyard playing catcher or, or uh, playing backyard baseball it's just an activity that I think is a really good bonding experience and something that uh, teaches you a lot of good life lessons on uh, failure and success and how to how to you know overcome certain things and and uh, yeah I think it's the greatest game on earth
1: I couldn't have said it better myself Jarrett we'll really appreciate the time congratulations and all the success to this point continued success as you go forward towards a league title and then a national championship as well and thanks again for joining us here on the podcast
3: awesome thanks
2: I appreciate it
1: Thanks again to Sydney Berry, Zach Uzda, and Jarrett Chatwood for joining us this week, and congratulations again to all the teams on outstanding performances. We look forward to showcasing more of them in the weeks ahead. We'd also like to tip our caps to our platinum supporters for all they do for us and for baseball in Alberta. The Okotoks Dogs and AHP Academy have been phenomenal partners in helping us tell the game stories in our province. For more, head to AlbertaDugoutStories.com/supporters. Before we let you go, we'd like to thank you for your outstanding support. July was our busiest month ever for our website while we also saw one of the busiest download months in our podcast's history. We really couldn't do this without all of you so on behalf of Ian and myself we are so incredibly grateful for the baseball community we're lucky to be a part of here in Alberta. Until next time thank you again for all of your support online on social and on air of Alberta Dugout Stories.